Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, Tom Brady does it again. There is money and there is shmoney and there is Brady. He comes up with a ridiculous amount of cash for his future job, not even the one that he's in currently. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Tom Brady, in case you missed it today, has agreed to become the number one analyst for Fox Sports once he retires. And the contract waiting for him that will start then, is for 10 years and $375 million. (laughs) Wow. You want a little perspective? Tom Brady, during the course of his career, so far, has earned $302 million $674,250 playing football. Hmm. He'll earn another $30 million this year. So he will not, assuming that this is his last year, which I think based on that contract it is, he will not earn as much playing football as he will broadcasting football, not getting hit, and working once a week without sitting in film all day long. Carlin, I don't know how the NFL season has three months left before it kicks off for 2022, and yet Tom Brady is stacking Ws. How is it even possible that he's winning and we're in May? The only thing I can come up with is the deal that he struck with the devil had to be a hell of a deal. I mean, it's the greatest deal the devil's ever struck. Because, honestly, like, we're talking about this contract. I want to see what that contract looks like. Because it's married to Giselle Bunchen, kids, amazing career on the football field, the greatest to ever do it, and now walking into his post-career with $400 million waiting for him for the next 10 years. It's unbelievable when you put it into perspective with some of the most lucrative contracts in the sports landscape in this country. I mean, Mike Trout signed a 12-year, $426.5 million deal with the Los Angeles Angels. And you're talking about Trout playing in 1,944 games, making 426 mil, and Tom Brady making 375 mil for talking during 200 games. So that 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 is incredible to me. But Carlin, you touched on something, and I want to I want to make sure that I don't let this this thought escape my mind and get it out here. For our listeners, is Tom Brady the new billboard for quarterbacks taking less money? Knowing oh, that I you have, always has been. Knowing that you have the potential not only to win at a high level, but if you stack championships, having the opportunities post-playing career to, to this degree, to this magnitude. Well, I think a couple of things with that. Number one, I, he's always been that. Because that's why they have been able to win. His greatness, yes, 
but not just his greatness, the fact that he was always willing to take less so that they could spend other money elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Now, what's funny to me about that is when we got later in the career, I think it's an underreported part of the Brady-Belichick fall apart, uh, just the fallout, is that Brady, for a while those last few years, was taking a lot less and they weren't spending that money to go make that team that much better. It's mm-hmm. not they felt like they were good enough already. And Brady's like, well, wait a second. Why am I taking less money? And that's why when he went to Tampa Bay, he immediately got a much larger deal than he had ever had in New England. So from that standpoint, I think Brady was brilliant in the way that he handled it. But it's easy to do that when your wife was making the kind of money that she was. Yeah, but here's the thing. When you're a quarterback making $20, 25000000 million a year, I mean, do you have to push it for the 35 or the 40? You really well, don't. Once you every get, other once one of them get, has. Once you get to Chris. that territory. No, every other one of them has, Carlin. But when we start talking about quarterbacks that get to that level of pay scale, how many how many championships are we talking about those well, guys this, winning? This is why he's here. But that's this, my but that's yeah, my whole point. Yeah. Like the fact that he's been able to stack as many championships as he has is what puts him in the front runner uh position for that GOAT conversation, which is why he can command three hundred and seventy five million dollars from Fox Sports to talk about football. Aaron Rodgers has ca- has won championship and he has taken every penny. Yeah. Drew Brees has won championship and he took every penny all along the way. Yeah. Eli Manning won two Super Bowls. He took every penny. Took every penny. And let's, you know, you got on some really good runs there in yeah. winning those two Super Bowls. Peyton Manning, at the end of it, took less money. To go he, win a second. And he won a second Super Bowl. Yeah, so the point is, when you are a quarterback and you are taking all that money, there is a trade-off. Is Patrick Mahomes going to run into that trade-off? Yeah, maybe. He might, you might. You could make the argument that he already has. Yeah. With them making a decision to trade Tyreek Hill. Maybe so. Maybe so, so. I mean, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But with this that. is the point. He's absolutely the poster boy for that. And if you can make that kind of money up elsewhere, if you are good enough, Mahomes certainly could. Aaron Rodgers certainly could. If you're could. a quarterback that can command that kind of money, you almost certainly yeah. will make that money off the field once you get done playing. Or, or even while you are playing in endorsements. If, because look at Brady with Breitling and all the other endorsements he's had. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, look at Pat Mahomes with State Farm. Yep. And Aaron Rodgers as well. I mean, you can make that kind of money. That means you don't have to take all of the money away from your team's salary cap in order to be fairly compensated for what you do. Well, the fact that we haven't had other guys do it makes me think along those lines that they never consider Brady when they're trying to work out their own deals. They're thinking about their sole focus in getting to this point has always been getting that one massive contract, yeah. right? That That is what they have been working toward for years. So when they take less... Excuse me. When they take less, it's it's a shock, and that's mm-hmm. why not many of them have taken less. Matthew Stafford in Detroit never won. Finally got to a place where he could win because there were a lot of other things already in place. With and the he Rams. was on a very team-friendly deal when they won this past year. Yeah. That was a team-friendly contract. Now, it's and not And look at everybody to... they were able to go out and bring in. They're able to go out and bring in Von Miller in the middle of the season and Beckham. Exactly. You know? Now, it's not as team-friendly now that he's got that contract extension, so we'll have to wait and see what happens. But it's already mission accomplished for Matt Stafford. I guess the whole point that we're making is when it comes to these quarterbacks, there needs to be more consideration about leaving something on the table for the rest of the supporting cast because you don't do it by yourself. Let me ask you one question, though, when it comes to this. 
Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. We're talking Brady. And you know what? I feel feel terrible saying that, Carlin, because I'm all about guys being able to capitalize on this finite period of time that you have to be an elite-level athlete. Like, I'm all about guys getting as much money as you possibly can. Absolutely. But here's, here's what I will say. For the the extra for for the five to ten million dollars on average annual value that these other quarterbacks have gotten over Tom Brady over the course of his two decade long career, think about how much of that money Tom Brady is going to make up and eclipse with this deal that he's getting from Fox Sports. And, and Chris, let's be fair; it's a lot easier for those guys, those high profile guys, to go out and make that money after they've retired yeah. than it is. For, for, well, for guys like you. No, you, no, doubt, no doubt about it. You're, you've been out there busting it since the day you retired trying to do this. I've been doing this for seven years, Colin. I can yeah. promise you ESPN ain't paying me nowhere close <laughs> to what Tom Brady is getting. Well, but I guess that's the point, though. If you're a quarterback, you understand the urgency that the other players on the team have in order to make as much as they can because they don't have the opportunities post-playing career that most quarterbacks do, especially if you were able to be an elite-level starting quarterback for any, you know, substantial period of time. Here's the one last question I have about this before we take a a brief respite. Do you ever watch a game based on who the announcers are? No. Do you expect that if you're watching a game with Tom Brady, that it's going to make you any more likely to watch a game or less likely to watch a game? It's probably not going to make me any more likely to watch a game. I mean, if it's a matchup that I'm interested in, I'm assuming it will be because Tom Brady's only going to do the A games for Fox, then it's probably going to be a good damn game. It's funny. I have I have always contended it's not how good you are. You can be great, and we can all marvel at about how great you are, but it's not going to make me watch the game or not. If, if an announcer's bad or an announcing crew is bad, it may make me turn down the sound. It may. So my point is, is that you're paying a lot, and I'm sure the league loves it because and you, and you don't know what you're going to get. It's not even that. It's that is that really going to make any difference in what the television rating would have been? It's probably not going to make a difference in what the rating will be, but it will make a difference to the NFL in terms of Absolutely. the presentation of the product and the quality of the broadcast, which is why Fox is paying Tom Brady all this money in the first place. The NFL just wants to see a commitment from its network partners to be able to put out the very best broadcast that they possibly can. And with Fox doling out $37.5 million a year to Tom Brady over 10 years, you can't argue that they're not trying to do everything they can to make it as as much of an appointment viewing opportunity as they possibly can. Cantia Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Your take on Brady in the booth. And more especially, what team or what player is under the most pressure heading into game five? We're talking an awful lot about that today, including in just moments. Off of game four for the Warriors, does it actually make you less confident in their abilities to go to the finals? We'll discuss why that's possible. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle 
and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Golden State trailed by as many as 12. Trailed at the start of the fourth quarter. And then it just unraveled for the John Morant-less Memphis Grizzlies. Curry stumbling along the baseline, regains his balance and shoots a fall-away jumper. Just understand we've been here before. You know, whether we won or lost, the intentions of how we could give ourselves a chance in the fourth quarter was all, you know, all we focused on and then we got it done. Game four goes to the Warriors and they now lead the series three games to one. They got it done last night when they needed to. Because down the stretch of that game, the Warriors, who had not played well the entire night, all of a sudden were able to turn it on and get it done against the Morantless Grizzlies. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. I, I, I know they discussed this on First Take earlier today. I am not of the opinion that somehow last night would make me feel worse about the Golden State Warriors and their chances in the West, mm-hmm. at least to get to the finals. Chris, I get it. There was no Morant. Everybody feels like they should have just blown the doors off of the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies clearly had a chip on their shoulder, and we we talked to Sean Kelly last night, who called the game on ESPN Radio, and one of the things that he talked about is we want to make that game a mess. If you're the, war, if you're the Grizzlies, you want to muck that game up as much as you could, and for a while... That's exactly what they were able to do to kind of hang in there. Now, for me, if I'm the Warriors, I'm looking at this from a much different standpoint. Mm. Wait a second. I had Steph and Clay Thompson go a combined four for 20 or 21 from three. Clay didn't hit a three all no. night. Uh, Jordan Poole gave me very, very little. He didn't hit a three all night either. Yeah. And now. I still find a way to win that game because Steph is able to turn it on late. No matter how I got that done, Chris, I got that done at home, and now I got a 3-1 lead, and I know, more importantly, just how deflating losing a game like that is for Golden State, or rather for uh, Memphis getting back on that plane going home. Yeah, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Jordan Poole were outscored by <laughs> Steph Curry last night. That is not the formula for success if you're Golden State. But thank goodness you have Steph Curry, who's the best player in this series, whether John Moran is on the court or not. And if you listen to the post-game commentary from Draymond and from Steph, they heard all of the chatter at the beginning of this series about how Ja was the best player or how it at least was a debate whether or not Ja was the best player in this series in comparing him to Steph Curry, a guy that's got two MVPs in the trophy case and one that's unanimous, not to mention three NBA titles. And so the guy that has the championship pedigree showed up when his team needed him the most in the fourth quarter, dropping 18 of his 32 in that moment. Now, it was a terrible shooting night for Golden State. They didn't make their first three-pointer until three and a half minutes to go in the first half. That was Otto Porter Jr. The thing that was probably the most surprising for me, Carlin, 
was the fact that it was such an ugly game. And you said the Memphis Grizzlies wanted to muck it up. Well, they didn't have to try very hard early on to muck it up. The no, Golden State didn't. Warriors offense was doing that all by themselves. <laughs> they had six turnovers in the first quarter on their way to 16 for the game. Now, that being said, the Golden State Warriors still had more points off of turnovers than the Memphis Grizzlies. They outscored them by four in that department, even though they had four more total turnovers. So that's the surprising part for me. Even when Golden State doesn't play well offensively, they don't let that affect their defense. Now, moving forward, when there's a step up in class as far as competition is concerned, I do think you have to worry about what you've seen from the Warriors because last night was an opportunity for them to put their foot on the necks of the Memphis Grizzlies, and they almost let the Grizz steal one at the Chase Center. But they didn't. And that's what mattered in the end. They didn't. And the Grizzlies go home, and they have to sit on that plane knowing that they just blew a golden opportunity, and really any opportunity that they would have in the series. Here's Steph Curry after the game last night on what they figured out in the fourth quarter to be able to pull away. Nothing figured out. It's just don't let the first three quarters influence the fact that we still had a chance to win the game. Shoot the shots you think you can make. Play aggressive. Take care of the ball. We did all of those things. <clears throat> we were able to get enough stops. That guy in the corner was unbelievable down the stretch, um, taking on that challenge. So just understand we've been here before. You know, whether we won or lost, the intentions of how we could give ourselves a chance in the fourth quarter was all, you know, all we focused on, and then we got it done. That was all an experience game for me. That's all that was, was, yeah, they're going to hang around, they're going to hang around, they're going to hang around and feel good about themselves, and then in the end, we're going to step on their neck, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, if you're down by as many as 12, there's no way that the Grizz can let them get back in that game because you've got to find a way to be able to get home court back, and that was a gift wrap opportunity because we knew the things that Golden State had working against them. Steve Kerr, hours before tip-off, announced with a positive COVID test, he's out, Mike Brown has to step in. Draymond Green, it's been a, it was an emotional day for him because his college teammate and one of his best friends was tragically killed down in Florida, Adrian Payne. You had the news of Mike Brown being announced as the Sacramento Kings head coach earlier in the day. So all of those things served as a distraction and a reason why the Golden State Warriors could come out flat. Not to mention John Morant not being on the court. There's absolutely a little bit of a, a letdown in terms of your intensity level because you know the team you're going up against is potentially lesser than because they don't have their best players. Is there any more concern in the Warriors for you than before? Maybe a little bit. Maybe there's a little bit. Maybe there's a little bit. Because it felt like in watching them in game three, that don't nobody in the Western Conference want to see this team. That's what it felt like. And it felt that way in watching that Denver Nuggets series. It didn't feel that way last night. Yeah. It did, and, that, and that's the thing. I, I, I've seen Golden State have such moments of brilliance and dominance, and last night wasn't one of them. Last night was a night where if they're playing Dallas or Phoenix, they lose that game. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, and on your smart speaker by saying play ESPN Radio. Coming up, is there a market that currently could actually support 
two NFL teams besides the ones that already have one. There is a new one, well, let's just say, in the market for another team. Very, very interesting stuff. That coming up right after this from Indeed. If your summer hiring program is heating up, then make the whole process more chill with Indeed. Their powerful hiring platform makes it simple to attract, interview, and hire candidates all in one place. Just sponsor a post. Get matched instantly with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your job description. And you can even schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from the Indeed website. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Get $75 toward your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. $375 million over 10 years. That is what Tom Brady is reportedly getting to join Fox Sports as their lead NFL analyst once his playing career is over. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, on the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. It is always awesome to welcome in this guy, Big Swagoo, ESPN NFL analyst Marcus Spears, Joining us right now, he of the Swagoo and Perk podcast, a must-listen Marcus, $375 million for Brady. To put a little context, at the end of this year, he will have made $332 million playing football. Your response? My response is, Claude, have mercy. Uh, <laughs> first of all, what's up, brother? Listen, man, I, I, I be getting nervous about going in there and asking ESPN for $50 more dollars. Oh, my God. <laughs> <country. laughs> After, after after seeing this man, this this is this is crazy. But but it also is it's a testament to this is also a benefit of Tom Brady and his career, obviously, and what he's ascended to and become as a quarterback in the NFL. For people to want to have you associated with him, and the the money is just astronomical. But the money is a part of what the NFL is, and 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 what the NFL is is the box office main attraction in these United States of America, when it comes to the, 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 the fan interaction, they do the best job at engaging fans, getting the game um, to a high level, helping, and, and now expanding all over the world uh, with the game. So who else to be a, a, a better ambassador uh, for the game than Tom Brady, who is the greatest football player to ever play um, the game and the greatest champion? to ever play in the NFL as well. So it's it's um it's deserved, but y'all, I got to figure out how to go in here and ask for this 50 more dollars cuz I know <laughs> they got it. <laughs> well, Mark, let me know how that goes and that lets me know how I need to proceed, bro, bro. But I do want to switch gears with you because there's also some news coming out of Dallas 
with the Dallas mayor saying that that market, the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, can support two NFL teams. Your thoughts on the possibility that Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys would be amenable to another franchise being in the Dallas-Fort Worth area? Yeah, see, he came to his senses after he got off that yak. Okay, you know, you know, you know, know, Jerry Jones is going to be the only show in town. And listen, I get it. And, and, and it sparked a conversation and I'm sure, look, we made a lot of jokes about the mayor and his resignation letter because he said that and all of that, but ultimately he's trying to promote Dallas and that's his job uh, to, to do it. But ultimately, man, you know, I used to sit on my grandfather's lap when we used to watch the old westerns. When I when I didn't realize how good they were until I got older, and one of the main lines in most of those westerns was, "It ain't enough room in this town for both of us, boy." So that's really what it boils down to. Um, the the mayor has some lofty goals; he wants to accomplish some things, but Dallas ain't big enough, to, like 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 figuratively, to support two teams. Because America's team is there, and Jerry Jones is there. And if Jerry says it ain't no other teams that's going to be nowhere around Dallas, that's what's going to happen. Swagoo, Marcus Spears, ESPN NFL analyst with us, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. All right, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second, though. That means more okay, dates. Okay. That means more dates in Jerry's building. That means more money in Jerry's mm-hmm. pocket. And I think we could all agree that the Cowboys – are not going to lose any of their luster because somebody else is in town. Is that fair? No, it's not fair. Okay, okay. And here's tell the me why. Because let me, Carl, let me take you through history, okay? A lot of people don't know. The star on that helmet, that is trademarked. That is, that is, that is one of those things that will never be diluted in the city of Dallas. And you know what another team would do to the Dallas Cowboys, regardless of more money being in Jerry pocket or more people coming to the games uh, more times than in one season? It would dilute what the Dallas Cowboys are. Would it hurt their bottom line? Probably not. Would it change people's perception and stop people from coming to the Dallas Cowboy games? Probably not. But it dilutes it when you add something else or another shark in the water. Because when you add another shark in the water, you hopefully add more food or they're going to start fighting over it. That's really what it boils down to. Jerry ain't about no fights. He's a shark in the water. He want to be the only shark. And that's what the Dallas Cowboys are, and that ain't changing. Talking with ESPN NFL analyst Marcus Spears on Candy and Carlin. And, big fella, I need this answer 30 seconds or less. We got three series in the second round of the NBA playoffs tied up at 2-2. Who's the team that's in the most trouble in terms of being bounced from the playoffs out of those three series? I'm talking about Celtics-Bucks, talking about Suns-Mavs, and also talking about Heat-Sixers. Who's in the most trouble? I think it's the Miami Heat because I think James Harden seeing – that ball go down from the three-point line and the step backs and being able to have an explosive fourth quarter like he did the last matchup, I think that's going to carry over. Now that he's going to come and play defense and Jimmy is going to have a phenomenal game, but there's one dude on that court that changes everything about how you got to play basketball. And no, it's not James Harden. James Harden benefits from it. And that's who should have been the league MVP in Joel Embiid. So I think the Miami Heat are in the most trouble. Swaggo, awesome stuff as usual. We appreciate it. All right, fellas. Appreciate y'all. 
Marcus Spears, make sure you check out Swaggo and Perk. The podcast new one just dropped today, wherever you get your podcasts. NBA playoffs, they're on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight. The Heat, the Heat hosting the Sixers, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 7 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. Up next... The Milwaukee Bucks moving forward, trying to find a way to get back to the conference finals. What is their biggest concern? We'll answer it in moments. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, good for the NCAA. They have come down with something that is completely toothless when it comes to NIL. The board of directors guidelines that they have now come out with don't change anything with the NIL rules in any way. Basically, all they say is that any particular booster or anybody involved with endorsement deals cannot contact any prospective college athletes, in other words, recruits, in any way or their family members, or their representatives. That's cute. Good luck with that. Let me know how that works. To pretend that somehow that is not going to in any way influence what's going on, I mean, please. You, you're, that's going to take all the teeth out of it? No, it's not. Not in any way. And, and Chris, the NIL is, is here to stay. And the NCAA is getting frustrated by it because they are caught with their pants down on this thing. They knew it was coming, and they didn't even bother to prepare for it in any way. Well, I think you used the proper term. It was willful ignorance on the behalf of the NCAA because they were arrogant. Born out of arrogance. Yeah, Yeah. because they were arrogant. That's what it ultimately came down to. They said this is how it's been since the inception of the NCAA in big-time college sports, and nothing is going to change. Meanwhile, we have all these state legislatures that are passing laws allowing student-athletes to profit off a name, image, and likeness. And so it was only a matter of time before we started to see what we're seeing this this offseason, which is guys entering the transfer portal, recruits flipping their commitments and their uh, their uh, decisions to go to different programs um, after you know months-long and sometimes years-long recruitment processes because of the influence of of finances and money in this entire thing. And so for the NCAA to try to retroactively impose some type of guidelines or some types of regulations, it just doesn't make any sense. And this is another example of this body being reactive where they should have been proactive years ago to try to get ahead of this and try to bridge some kind of gap and create an environment, a culture around NIL that's not exploitative when it comes to the actual student-athlete. Because, Carlin, we are talking about teenagers and young 20-somethings. They don't know what they don't know when it comes to these deals that they're engaging in. And so the fact that it's literally the wild, wild west when it comes to signing these deals and the kind of money that's being doled out, I think it's it's a slippery slope in terms of the kids making sure that they're not taken advantage of. You remember what this all goes back to? The NCAA video game. 
That's that's where this all started, and that's 10, 12, 13 years ago, and here we are. It's on you, bruh. <laughs> Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Did I just say bruh? You did say bruh. Can I, am I cool enough to remotely pull that off? Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 yeah, you can say bruh. Why, you know, why can't listen, you say bruh? All right, we're, we're, I don't know. It just Why do you feel, feel like right. you can't say it? Because I'm fat, white, bald in my 40s. That's why. That's why. And you can't, I feel and like you can't, I'm and you can't cool be a bruh? I, I, I don't know. Saying anything that's remotely cool just doesn't feel like it fits in any way. So, so you can say bro, but you can't say bruh. Well, bro is like older. I don't know. Okay. I, I, yeah, I the, jur- the jury's still out here, guys. I, I was just taking the temperature of the room. And, yeah. Uh, we're going to have to hold off on this ruling if, if Chris Carlin can say, bruh. I don't know. It doesn't feel comfortable. It doesn't feel right. We should put up a poll. Yeah. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel right? It doesn't, Shannon, feel, it doesn't really? feel right. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't you know, it feels a bit manufactured if you ask me. Yeah. Bruh, hold on, bruh. Like, if he says that, just in see, passing, wait, 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 see how it? you just did that, Canty? See how you just said, hold on, bruh. See how natural that was. Exactly. Just, it just it just flew right off the tongue. Uh, yeah. When, when Carlin did it, though, it feels a bit forced. I don't know. But what here's saying. what I'm saying, Shannon. We, we can't ignore the influence that you and I and Sam are having uh-huh. on Brother Carlin. And so it just might have been a slip of the tongue because he hears that terminology being used throughout uh-huh. our pre-show meetings and during the course of the show. And so it just came out in that instance where we we're up against a hard out. I, I don't have a problem with him using the term. I really don't. Like I almost do. See, this is the thing. When people are you know, when people are trying too hard, like I'll but admit- you weren't trying hard. You weren't even thinking about it. That was the thing. I it know. Was, it seemed like it just rolled off the tongue. I'm very judgmental toward myself. Yeah, you are. You're very self-deprecating. When, when it, it's, it's not even self-deprecating. Like you I'm, are. Like I'm, it, you pick on yourself. It, it's not. You talk about you myself. being fat and bald and forty yes. years old. I, you, I listen, man, but you're also a cool guy. No, I, that and I, I feel and I feel like you can use the term, bruh. Okay, I appreciate that. Yes, I, I feel like this has just been yeah. one big self-affirmment uh, moment. Yeah, and I appreciate the, yeah. all of that. I'm not saying you can go all Richie Incognito, but I'm just saying you can <laughs> use the term, bruh. It's okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, now how do you get us back on track? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Bro, did you just do that? Did you just do that? <laughs> hey, what's the biggest concern for Milwaukee going forward? <laughs> that that bro tried to dunk on Al Horford and it didn't work out for him. It really did not. Yeah, Gian- Giannis tried to flex on Al Horford at the beginning of the second half. And let's just say that came back to haunt him in the fourth quarter. And Al Horford put together the best playoff game of his life. And it was at a moment where the Boston Celtics needed him to because nobody else was going to be the catalyst for the run that they would come on in order to overcome that seven-point deficit going into the fourth quarter. Because at that time in the game, it wasn't Jason Tatum. And people will look at the box score, Carlin, and you know this, and they'll say, man, Jason Tatum played great in crunch time. Jason Tatum 
was handed the baton yep. from Al Horford. Christian. Al Horford took all the pressure off of Jason Tatum last night, and then Tatum made some big shots at the end of the game, but that was after the Boston Celtics got the lead for good with Al Horford fending off that 7-0 run that the Bucks were able to go on in the middle of the quarter. That was as good of a fourth quarter executed by the Boston Celtics as I have seen from any NBA team in the playoffs in a long time. And and the last time that I felt that way just came to me, and it was Game 7 of the Lakers against the Blazers. Was it 98? When, when they just went off, mm-hmm. they were down double digits early fourth quarter, and Kobe and Shaq went on some sort of ridiculous run uh, to go win that game, Mm -hmm. to win that game down the stretch. That's what I felt like last night. It it didn't have the same energy that that game did just because of where that was. But to me, I, I watched what the Celtics did, and starting with Al Horford, and then, as you said, uh, taking the baton was Tatum. And it was, look, I sat here yesterday and said I did not expect Tatum to play poorly. Well, through three quarters, he was playing poorly. He played poorly. <laughs> yeah, he was yeah. playing poorly. It makes me feel a little bit better that he was able to turn it on in the fourth quarter and show up in crunch time, but it, yeah. it's still... Through, through, through three quarters, Carlin, he was 6-18 from the field, 2-9 from three-point land, and he was minus six in 30 minutes played. That's not good. That's not good. That's not Jason Tatum. That's not what he needs to be. I came out of that game really impressed with what the Celtics did, primarily because, Chris, that's the kind of game that championship teams win. Mm. That's that kind of game. That they put themselves in a tough situation, yes, but they are able to get contributions from an unexpected level of contributions from people that you would not expect to be able to come up that big. Horford's been a guy that can come up big for a team, but not on that level for a long time. And that's what makes me feel like if the Celtics do get through the Bucks here, they could play for a championship. And let me ask you this question, because it just popped into my mind. After what you saw last night, who are you more concerned for as we move through this series, the Bucks or the Celtics? I'm a little bit more concerned for the Bucks. A, a little bit so, and it's because of the fact that Giannis is carrying so much of this load. Mm-hmm. Uh, and look, he's Giannis. He's going to do that. I think for the first time, we are really seeing the effect of no Chris Middleton. Mm-hmm. And so for that, I would say, and also that you got two of these games now, uh, since they got home court back in Boston, I'm going to ride with the Bucks because that was my take at the take beginning. Take integrity. We believe in it Absolutely on this show. Absolutely we do. Yep. Uh, but I I would be concerned about the Giannis really having to shoulder the entire load here. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I'm more concerned for the Bucks than I am for the Celtics. And a lot of it is for the reason that you pointed out. You're talking about a best of three series now and two of those games being in Boston. Yeah. So that's a huge advantage, especially in a series that's been as physical and as intense as this one has been. You pointed out the fact that Milwaukee really doesn't have anybody else outside of Giannis that can create shots for themselves and for others consistently. Drew Holiday can do it in spurts, but Drew Holiday was a no-show in the game last night in the fourth quarter where he had, what, one point? Yeah, they got to get... Drew Holiday's got to be better down the stretch. Brooke Lopez tried to pick up the slack. He scored 10 in the fourth quarter. Yeah. But when Tatum... And and Al Horford go off for twenty eight. Yeah, you're you're, dead. It's, just, it's just not enough. And you're so dead. I think that's the thing you have to be concerned with. The other thing, Carlin, 
There's not a game that I can point to that I would say the Boston Celtics were out of save game one. That was the only game where they didn't have a chance to win at the end. Mm -hmm. And I can dismiss that from coming off of that series with the Brooklyn Nets and having an inflated opinion of yourself. I think the Milwaukee Bucks are in real trouble in this series. I don't disagree. I think they are in trouble. I still expect them to get over the hump. How do you do, fellow kids? Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.